This is a Space Wizards Tavern production. This episode of Legends of Tyria is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook, two free audio originals, if you're a Prime member, and much more by going to audibletrial.com forward slash legends. Keep your 30-day free trial going or cancel. Either way, you keep all the goodies. Audibletrial.com forward slash legends. Many dangers lurk beyond the mists. Some flee from evil, where others brave the gap between chaos and peace to become legend. Welcome to the Legends of Tyria. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Legends of Tyria, episode number 10. We are your hosts. My name is Jibs, and I'm joined by Sonny. Oh, hello, sorry. Hang on, hang on. I got to redo that. Wild oh. Sonny Ravencourt. Uh, <laughs> Why am I a wild Sonny Ravencourt? Because in Discord the other night, you're like, this is wildly... What was it? Wildly. Oh yes, we've started to to uh, dissect words that I say a lot. Yes. yes. Well, I get it. I say the word wild. I describe things as wild. Bonkers too. Thing? Bonkers. Bonkers is wild? the other one. This is yes. wildly bonkers, guys. No, I never say them in combination. That's too much. It's like four. You will now. <laughs> yes, I am here. I am back. Uh, this show is going to be wild. <laughs> <laughs> bonkers. It's just bonkers. It's just bonkers. And you heard of Margaret, buddy. Uh, cash. As I just want to know if anybody else is in like that childhood stage of lamentation where Christmas is over. <laughs> yes, Christmas is like, over. That was me. No. Yeah. It's all Jeez. right. You've only got 362 days to go till the next time you feel <laughs> joy. <laughs> It'll yeah, be fine. There you, go. there you go, folks. You only have 364 shopping days left until the next Christmas. So, but yeah, I just felt like that over. Maybe it's an, that overwhelming sense of, dear God, this the year has just blasted by. Another year is blasted by. Mm -hmm. So I'm another year older. Um, and then like, oh my God, I have to take down all my Christmas crap. Can you imagine if you were one of those December birthdays too? Oh, like that's late the worst. December that's, my, that's what my mother is. It's awful. It's like two days before Christmas. I'm like, you have to have a worse childhood growing up with that. I know. It's just too much. Yeah. We need to space that out. I got a nice July birthday. You know, yeah. I get it in the, get it halfway through. Oh, it's, yeah. it's nice. Yeah. I think but that the, it'd be too much at the end of the year. Just too much depression after, you know, you're <laughs> in your 40s and you're like, oh. Another year has passed by. Now I'm taking down this tree and throwing it out. And oh my God. Yeah. But very... don't you think December birthdays are like an additional opportunity for people to see who really, really cares about them? <laughs> so in their it's life? nobody. It's nobody. How much judging no... is going on in your life on a regular basis. <laughs> a lot. Like a I lot. Used... If I get to, okay, so if my birthday is on December, there's really no cutoff, right? But if it's December 1st all the way through the 25th, I'm sorry, but I get two presents. And if you don't get me two presents, then maybe maybe everybody doesn't deserve a seat at my table. I'm just saying. I will see you. Maybe we're uh, we're try we're having tryouts for who really loves me. Yeah, I don't have a lot of friends, but if you want to be one of them, two presents. Two, two presents. presents. Hey, hey. Utah. Bring me two. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, gentlemen, what have we been doing in game this week? It's been quite eventful. Uh, yes, I have been. Uh, I've been at the trading post quite a bit, quite a weird. bit. Uh, no, I mean, we've we've done well. Uh, I did some streams. And so uh, I would go on the trading post and, you know, people, people enjoyed it. We've we've made a lot of money, like a lot of money. Yeah. Okay. We're How much to, is a lot? I don't know. I think we're like 750 gold or something now. Oh, you're doing good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. not doing that that much either. But here's the other thing I was doing. Mm -hmm. uh, so I did all of the Christmas stuff, all of it. I did each Christmas event, and I found out that I am really good at one event that everyone is, everyone else hates a lot. Can you tell me what event that is? Uh, the bells. One. The bells. It's yeah. the bell ringing. Uh, bells. Everybody bells hates will the be musical ringing. bells. Not on my screen. <laughs> so I uh, found out that I'm very good at it. You get a lot of presents from it. Um, and everyone else hates it. 
and I can't quite figure out why. It's kind of goofy and a little bit punishing. And uh, yeah, why do you hate the bells, JB? Oh, I like it. I just never do it. <laughs> oh, Cash, why do you hate the bells? Because you're freaking hard. It's way harder than any damn jumping puzzle, I'll tell you that much. Do you think the bells are harder than the Halloween jumping puzzle? Yes, because I completed the Halloween jumping puzzle several, several times mm. on repeat. I have not completed one damn song. I'm in there for like 30 <laughs> seconds. And yes, I fully realize that if I were to commit myself to the bell ringing thing, I mean, everybody needs more, more cowbell, right? If I were to commit myself to it, I probably would have gotten way better, but I, I don't know what it is. And I'm, I'm a pretty patient dude, <laughs> but I don't know. I have a few days left. Is that Maybe true? I'll no, Why it's are not, you laughing? not patient. <laughs> JB, yes. can we get some commentary on that, please? Yeah. From a yeah, what do you, I, as, a, <laughs> as a friendship standpoint, the most kindest person in the world. Now, what's funny you get him on the phone with you, and he's driving down I-495, whatever that is you have over there. It's the 55. Jeez. It's like the 55. 19-lane highway. We'll be in conversation. He'll be like, oh, yeah, man, my day's... You mother! <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Come on, come over. <laughs> Dennis, road rage has nothing to do with patience. Well, nothing. Certainly not. Of course not. We'd better move on. JB, what have you done in game this week? We just kicked him in the nuts and moved on. Uh, I have struggled in the game this week. That's what I did. That's really. Oh, oh, it's been terrible for me. It's been the roughest game week in Guild Wars 2 history. I should stop right there and not elaborate and see what everyone thinks. It's all it's all his fault though. It has nothing to do with Arena Net or Guild Wars Two or any of our friends. Uh, play the game. <laughs> like you should give him that. Well, can you give voice. me like a, a like a, a a very brief breakdown on why this was the most frustrating week in Guild Wars Two for you? And it has absolutely, like Cash said, nothing to do with the game. Nothing. Well, it does have to do with the game, but nothing to do with Anet. Nothing it has everything to do with this. They somehow managed to craft classes. And I don't know how many there are total. Was it eight, nine? Eight or nine classes that I love every single one of them. There's something about every single one of oh, them no. <laughs> that I like. And I, that, that's what Cash and I, we had this whole like group therapy session last night where he, yes. where <laughs> we, <laughs> we went through and figured out it's because there's something about every class in this game that I like. And therefore it's so difficult for me to pick a class to stick with. Now we had we had great progress. We, we got through it at step one. We got through admittance. <laughs> this is good. This but, is the uh, first step. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Cash, I, Cash, I, I don't, I don't know if you, if this is just something you made up, a template that he made, but we went through top to bottom and he asked me all these questions and helped me narrow down my class. And ultimately what he did, I don't know if this was intentional or not, but he helped me realize what class I wanted to play. And so, I, it's great. I, you know, I'm just like a broken record. Yeah, everything's great. I'm having a good time. Blah, blah. I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say, I'm not going to tell you what class I chose. I'm just going to say I what? chose a class and I'm having a wonderful time. Cash, uh, is that something you made, that template? Um, that is something that helped me. It's the style of what I did um, is something that helped me through figuring out the race that I wanted to play. And I'm, I'm not kidding you. Like, it's, this is, this is how important nailing my race and class is to me in a game because I'm going to be playing hundreds upon hundreds, if not more, probably more hours on this one character. I want to make sure that it's the character I want to play. Now with, with JB's issue in particular, there there's aspects of each profession that are just fantastic, but not one of them really, he was not able to identify one particular profession that nailed the most things he loved. So what we did, we basically just went through and like I had stuff written down and I was just asking him questions based on the type of motif you like to play. Do you like to play melee or ranged? Uh, what types of weapons do you like? Do you like like a, more of a um, like a practical fighter or warrior or do you like it to be magic based? And we just went down that and started eliminating things and then we went 
basically back to weapons and we looked at that amazing chart, the weapon chart of uh, what, what professions can use what weapons that's on the wiki. And we narrowed everything down to, to just a few classes that he should be choosing from because they had the most things that he loved about the game and, and the most things that resonated with his particular playstyle. Checked the most boxes. Exactly. And sometimes it, it's like triage. You have to you have to do the most good for the most amount of things. And that is exactly what he did. So yeah, I'll leave it up to you to, to say if you want or it's if you want to stick with it for a very methodical approach while, to this. That's it was very it went very well. Yeah, it was fantastic. Well, I asked if you made that up or something because dude, if you put that together in a some kind of format where people could use that when you're doing when you step into like a game like this where there's so many choices, so many choices. You level 1 to 80, guess what? You don't play 1 to 80 for that class. You play basically for the elite class, which you don't even know if you're going to yeah. like until, you know, post 80. So it's kind of a gamble there. So have for people right. having that that access, you know, to something like that, that'd be awesome. But um Un unless because there there is one uh, aspect of the game that that Anet put in which I think is brilliant, and that is being able to go into PvP. Yeah, you can try, try it out at eighty. All those elite classes, yeah, That's true. The, yeah. The That's elite true. professions, right. um, which I think is fantastic. But in order to really get the feel, like you have to commit to that for a little while. Yeah, to, and you have to have the right gear. You know what I mean? <clears throat> like you can't just you can't just go a hundred percent in. And figure it out in 15 or 20 minutes. You got to play it for a while and see how it ebb and flows for you. I agree. I think that that's a cool feature, but I would imagine that would be difficult to necessarily, you know, like I couldn't do that for five minutes and be like, oh, I love this or, oh, I hate this. Right. right. I, it, would, yeah. it would take me time to figure yeah. out what's that's going what I mean. on. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it's going to take a minute to do that. Um, but anyway, I think I think we made some good headway with with you figuring it out. And, and I still think that it's not necessarily a terrible thing that you've you know that we've been playing this for six months and you have just now is it has it been six months Dude, it's August, it has right? been almost six months and it, it yeah. yeah yeah but but it's it's okay because now look at the perspective you have on every single profession not just for understanding what the classes can do and how they can support you in pv in pve but how to defend against a lot of those uh a lot of those professions in PvP, mm -hmm. you have perspective. Yeah. So don't take this as a bad thing and don't take this as, as something that, that's frustrating for you. Now that you've narrowed it down, now you have the opportunity to really dive into the game. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So. Yeah. Well, I have you thank for that. That's for sure. Because well, you could put that and that might be a thing that I find on Reddit one day. I could find that thing. You could find <laughs> that could one be, thing on Reddit. I, I would have to be thing. a Reddit participant in order for that to take place. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so just just so you know, Sonny, uh, this is from me to you. So I'm not enticed at all by the the other girlfriends of the weekend, which are all the other professions. I uh, logged in on every single alt and put every single one of them in those hilarious t-shirt and high water shorts uh, <laughs> outfit. So every time just I see one, I'm like, like oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it was. It, it's also it's a trap that I fell into, and I, I, we were talking. We were just talking about it very recently. Uh, that when I look at my other characters, because you know how like when you log into your characters on your character screen, the mm -hmm. most recent one you played is all the way over to the left, right? right? But I have a problem sometimes. I'll like cycle through just to like see what the other ones look like, and I love the way all my characters look because I pay very close attention to that and i know jb does yeah like he is that's one of his games is transmog yeah so all of his characters just fashion look fashion amazing wars. Yeah. totally like fashion wars for sure so i told him i'm like dude you you got to do something and he's like i was thinking about just deleting all of them except for the one i'm playing don't do that <laughs> don't do that i was on the edge but do something <laughs> and he goes i'm just gonna put all of them in that ridiculous looking t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> and bam, so they look just <laughs> terrible. And I'm like, that's a great freaking idea. So you're not tempted to log the into high them. water shorts. It, it's working because oh, you can see like the <laughs> farmer's tan lines on those, on those, you know, those kneecaps. It's fantastic. Totally deterrent. <laughs> did we even ask Cash what he's done in game? Or did we just no, it's, bag it's on okay. him? <laughs> it, it's, been, it's been pretty easy. I had, I've had just a hell of a, of a work week. It's just been super busy with holidays. You and, and me stuff, so. both, brother. 
So I didn't get a whole lot of game time in, but the game time that I did get in, um, I'm leveling a guardian just to test him out. Okay. Uh, I want to see what what AD looks like with the firebrand and the changes, and not that I would know the difference between pre-changes, but um, still hear good things about the guardian. So looking at that, and when it comes to the Winner's Day event, I have found my happy spot with that jumping puzzle. I just log in and just, it's on farm. Really? Oh, wow. Yep. All right. I got it on farm. That's where I was making most of my uh, my loot from. Are you doing, are you going all the way to the, are you doing the gingerbread one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm doing the hard one. Um, and it, the only time that I have have problems is when there's another Asura, the same size as mine, and he's making the exact same jumps at the exact same time. Yep. I'm making no That risk. drives me insane. Just like, stop. Stop doing what I'm doing. It's almost worth like so, taking a beat and like stopping and letting him get ahead. Right. And then when I do that, then the the character that is basically shadowing me the whole way is mm-hmm. a freaking char. It, it's like four <laughs> times my size. So I don't even see my little Asura. The sun is getting blotted out by this giant cat. <laughs> Absolutely. So... Honestly, that is the only time that I have an issue not finishing. Yeah. Um, and when I'm, another, I'm pretty, another player screws you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty proud of myself for, for doing that. So now it's just like a, it's a mental game. Like, okay, I, I know there's another character overlapping mine. It's just, you know, the route, just make your jumps. So, but I, I'm really just really, really enjoying all of the Christmas vomit. I mean, it's just so big and so over the top Christmas that I, I love it. It yeah. did well. It's a pretty spectacular event. Um, yeah. And we, uh, we will get into that. Uh, I suppose we're at the, we're at the tail end of it. Like it's going to be around for a little while longer and, and then that's about it. But, uh, but we've certainly all enjoyed it. Um, mm-hmm. Just real quick in 10 seconds out of the choice. How is the Christmas event? Cash. Um, I think last week I gave it a I gave it a four choya to um, to leave room for improvement. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna boost that up to a four five, four point five. I like it, JB. Um, solid four, solid four, solid four. Yeah, I think he, I. He yeah. doesn't like he doesn't like cutting choya in half. I think it's <laughs> okay. I get it. <laughs> well, they taste good, you know. They're a watermelon. Um, anyway, yeah, I think it was start at three and a half. So I think yeah, I think a solid four. I'm about the same with mine. I think that I appreciate it in different ways. Um, I like the Christmas event more than I liked the Halloween event, I think, at this point. Mm. I think that the diversity is a little bit better for me, mm-hmm. uh, the diversity of things to do and stuff like that. Like, I didn't do the, what what do they call that, that you guys did in the Halloween thing where you did over and over and over and over and over Labyrinth. and over. Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Oh, man, there isn't really that. anything like that. That like the toy thing is kind of a fun, mindless deal where you're doing the tower defense and stuff like that. So mm. I'm... Uh, I really enjoy the Christmas event. The bell ringing thing is my own little moment of Zen though. I really enjoy that. All right, let's move on. Um, so for our main segment tonight, we have the Guild Wars 2 Winter Sale. Uh, and this is the Guild Wars 2, the complete collection. You can do the entire dragon cycle from beginning to end uh, with Guild Wars 2, the complete collection. The bundle contains all three expansions and all purchasable living world episodes to date. You get two level 80 boosts, you get two shared inventory slots, and you don't have the problem that Sonny encountered when he realized that he bought the expansions, but not the living worlds in between, (laughs) which was a big surprise to me. Um, (laughs) You can get all of this for basically 80 bucks. What do you think of this? That's a swindle. (laughs) <laughs> I know. Like, where was this deal when uh, when I pieced out every single expansion and Living World episode? I think, you know, and I looked at it, and the Living World things are like, I think if you really broke it down, they're about 10 bucks a piece. Yeah, um, roughly, yeah. So it's not like a huge deal. You're maybe saving like 20 bucks on this thing. Yeah. Um, but it is a deal. And it's cool once you... I think that I've found that it's more like a mental thing. Like once you get something like this, you feel really free to go do whatever you want at yeah. that point. You don't like feel I'm, gated by anything. 
Yeah, like I was really kind of bummed when I realized that I didn't own the living world stuff because one thing about this game is that they make decisions on characters. Like they'll Game of Thrones somebody and oh. they won't look back. Um, yeah, poor and, Tibble. And <laughs> was that a spoiler? Oh, you stop. You stop right Dude, now, Jordan. I have not done. <laughs> Who? <laughs> what? What is happening right now? Are you okay? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know that I love you like my next breath, dude. But <laughs> have have you not gotten that far in your personal story? Why would you spoil that for me? <laughs> oh my god! I am going to running start kick you in the nuts, dude. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have. Please have. tell me. Oh, absolutely. You've to that point. Absolutely, okay. I have. Jeez, you had me going. That's pretty. Er that's pretty early in the story. <laughs> it is, but you're right. They're not afraid to Game of Thrones characters, and it it kind of scares me for the future because there are some characters that I I love. Right. I like they. Okay, so they can't do that to Timey. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> she's too little. She's too freaking adorably cute. They can't do that to timing. And if they you don't do, want to see her just get punted off a Zeppelin or something. <laughs> <laughs> if they do, we riot. That's all I'm oh, saying. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Norn oh. punting an Asuran. <laughs> oh my god. She absolutely she accidentally oh. like gets stepped on. Oh like, just unceremoniously like gone. Oh, oh like a Norn oh. just like <laughs> rolls his ankle on her. <laughs> Oh, please don't. Oh, please, man, Lord, please good. don't let that happen. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Jeez, he's like, speed bump. <laughs> yes. Right. Long story short, uh, you can you can basically buy... Uh, everything's on sale. That's what it is. The whole game's on sale in a variety of different ways. You can buy uh, individual things. You can buy all the expansions at once, or you can buy the entire thing all at once. So the most you're going to pay for any of this is $80, which in all fairness, is about the cost of a new game that is a lot less than this. You know, like a lot less content than this. If you have anybody that you know that's interested in this, this is a pretty good opportunity for them to get in if they're willing to to drop a little coin. So, not a bad deal at all. Agreed. Yeah, I think this is one of those things where, where you really do have to consider what you're getting for for $80. And and I think we've talked about before. I've never been one of those people to really shy away from supporting the game that I'm playing, supporting that, you know, supporting that dev team. And, um, you know, Jibs, you had mentioned something uh, the other day that, that resonated with me pretty hard. And I've, I've heard you say it before, but you said, you know, behind game developers are, are people. Mm -hmm. they're, they're people making a living yeah. off of, off of this thing that they, that they've created. So, they also want to see the success of it. So, you know, like I mentioned, like, well, where was this deal when I was buying all this stuff? Get off my lawn. It's it's 20. <laughs> it's like 20 or 30 bucks more. Yeah. Like I am. I'm happy to give a little bit of extra money to get things like on my timetable or to, you know, buy that super special item that I've been waiting for to pop into the into the gym store. So when you really look at what you're getting for eighty dollars, I think you have to consider the amount of hours of entertainment that is available to you to play through for that $80. Mm. Uh, one thing that I, I've definitely seen uh, repeatedly uh, in forums and wherever I'm seeing conversation about this game is that if you bought something and then it goes on sale, like very soon thereafter, like let's say the day before this got announced as on sale, you bought the entire thing for a hundred dollars uh, and then it's on sale for $80. People have said like, Hey, reach out to arena net, say, Hey, I just bought this thing. And like 12 hours later, it's on sale. And arena net supposedly has been very uh, accommodating to these kind of things and being like, yeah, sure. You know, we'll give you a little refund and we'll sell it to you on sale. Yeah, they don't seem cool. to much care about like uh, screwing over the average person for that, uh, you know, that 12 hour difference, um, which to me is refreshing. Um, but I could definitely see it the other way, too. Like we can't constantly accommodate anybody that, you know, was un an unfortunate timing victim. 
but they seem to be doing it. So uh, that's kind of cool. I've, I've not really seen that before out of a developer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and you know, like, um, so I'm on YouTube just perusing, and you see a video like upcoming MMOs for 2023, um, and they're, you know, they're just going through them, and they talk about the publishers, and the moment they say, hey, um, uh, this is being published or being made by so-and-so company, best that immediately gives you a idea of what that company is about. In other words, hey, get your pocketbooks ready because they're going to nickel and dime you on everything. You know, so it's like you have companies like that. And then, you know, like when it comes to this, where at least from my experience, from my standpoint, you know, from our time being here creating in Guild Wars 2, um, they seem to really, Anet seems to really stay in their own lane, do their own thing, and they're not over, overly vocal about um, when it comes to... Um, uh, money or anything or like players or anything like it's just very they just seem like very standoff you know what i mean from a standpoint of hey we're gonna throw this stuff in the store if they want it, they can buy it hey we're gonna put this on sale you know if someone bought this in the last however many hours let's just throw them a refund you know it doesn't Do you think like it's they're because they're strict. like a small company like that oh uh, no no they're not definitely not definitely not definitely not i don't think um at least just me um, I, I don't know why. Honestly, I, I also think it's just kind of like they've been, this game's been running for so long that they found their stride and they found what works for them and their community. And, and I don't know, maybe that's it. I think that's, that's more of what it is right, right there. What you just said is that they've had enough time to, to see the ebb and flow of players coming in and out of the game. And although there has been a really good resurgence happening lately, which we will, you know, we'll talk about eventually here. Um, I believe that they did find their stride with uh, with their community, and they they know um, they know what needs to be done in order. They seem to know what needs to be done in order to keep their community happy. Another thing that that has kind of recently caught my attention is um, the the pay to win thing. Like it seems like they have a really really good grip on not putting things into the store that are that are pay to win and. Agreed. It popped up in my mind because normally I don't pay too close of attention to that kind to that whole debate. Like, is it a, is it like super important to a lot of people? Yes, it is. To me, it's like, yeah, whatever. I'm probably just not going to buy those things anyway because I like to earn things in game. But one of the things that I ran out of recently was the um, the travel to friend tokens. Yes. I uh, ran out of those. Yes. And after the first thing I thought of, you know, I've talked about it before. I like to support my game and I don't have any problem spending a little bit of money in, in the gem store. I looked in the gem store and I couldn't find them. I mean, mm -hmm. am I am I wrong? They're not available in the gem store, right? I thought they were. Uh, well, there's the one that recharges. The rechargeable one. That, and yeah, of course, like I bought that one immediately because and it gets used every day I play that thing gets used. But I had a hard time figuring out where you get the damn things from in the first place. Mm. Like, I didn't so, know where I was getting them from. They're rewards. And um, I think I got a bunch of them for, like, the birthday thing. Because when I logged back in, I still had my original character from from years ago. I think I got some from that. Mm -hmm. But I think I got a whole bunch from, like, those birthday celebrations. But I think you got some from leveling, too. Like when you hit certain levels, yeah, you, you, you get would a, get them. That right, was where I think right. I was getting them from. Like completing storyline stuff. Yes. And they're incredibly valuable. Like I, I, I really enjoy them because I use them. Yeah. But I also think could that be, could items such as that be tied to the whole pay to win thing? And I think the answer to that was yes. And the reason being is if you have a friend and we, we did a little bit of it until I ran out of them. Where you have a friend who's already gotten all of these mastery points, right? And now mm -hmm. he's going to these areas on his sky scale, and then you're just teleporting to them. That could be considered a form of pay to win. And they decided to limit that to just, hey, we're, we'll give you some, but we're not going to let you like fund the entire growth of your character on these things and let a buddy like help you, you know, all the way to, you know, mastery 455 just by using these things and you not earning it. And I respect that. Yeah, I like that. I don't know. I kind of went off on a tangent on the gem store thing, but no, I dig no. that. I think it's you're spot on with that. Like, I, I like the fact that, you know, that when it comes to pay to win, I don't see any of that. Um, and I like the fact that they there is an hour cooldown on that thing because it does limit you. You know, it forces you to get out in the world, period. And that's what MMOs right. should be. It should be yeah. exploration. You know, it should be getting out in the world and experience it. 
It should be getting out from under the trade company every now and then and, you know, going on questing. <laughs> I love the poignant, <laughs> the poignant thoughts. But no, in all seriousness, I think that's, yeah, what she says is a good thing. I mean, it's, that's the way it should be. So there was uh, an update uh, from the studio um, that was basically the Happy Winter's Day update. And it, it actually hit a bunch of things that we just talked about. Um, there's, of course, you know, your standard, like, uh, we're working on quality of life and blah, blah, blah. And we're excited about future development and stuff. But they also threw a couple nuggets in there that, uh, that have some real data behind them. Um, this year, they saw more players venture into Tyria for the first time since 2015. Think about that. Yeah. It is yeah. 2022. Okay. So that is seven years later. They hit a high going back for the previous seven years. What That's, do you think that is? It's the steam. It's gotta be mm. right. Like it's the, it's the release on a new platform with people that have access to it. Uh, and it's just a, a, a renewed way to get into the game. But then there's also like all of the other myriad of things outside of this game right like the lack of other mmos is it a yeah. down cycle for other games you know mm -hmm. is warcraft in a in a tired cycle right now is uh elder scrolls you know still are, are they going through an expansion right now or where are they in in their cycle you know you you have these games and there's going to be a new generation of mmos i hope uh coming out at some point but like there's really nothing else going on. Like New World is the newest of, of uh, MMOs and it, it went up and went down in a hurry. Now it's coming back, but like Guild Wars probably saw a hit at the beginning of that. And then they might've seen even a boost from it afterwards where people are like, why am I doing this? Guild Wars is yeah. right here. It's got all the stuff that I want, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think with I think it has some has to do with Steam. I, I definitely say there is a certain amount of population that would wait around for something like that to happen. But I think more of the reason they're seeing so many more people come into Tyria is because of the state of the MMO genre in general. It mm. it is like when you think about the the early 2000s when there were tons of MMOs coming out all the freaking time. People had all kinds of things to play, but a lot of those games started just peeling off because, you know, um, player populations dropped, uh, funding for the game was lost. Look at a game like Wildstar, which we talk about all the time. It was a great game, but it just, it just didn't cut the mustard after a while. So that game goes away. And then there's the few. Then there's the, you have this lack of MMO development for, uh, for at least a decade where there's just very few coming out. And then you have these games that have time to simmer and mm -hmm. really soak in that, soak in their own flavor, create a ton of extra con uh, content. And then you have all these players that are just starving. So all the, all of those, the cream starts to rise at the top and you got players returning to some of those games and really picking between those top games. And when I say top games, I'm talking, of course, there's World of Warcraft, there's the Elder Scrolls Online, there's SWOTOR, there's um, uh, um, Final Fantasy, right? And then, of course, Guild Wars 2. Um, I think those are some of the Elder Scrolls Online, some of the top games that are that are there, and people are starting to continue to those with those games just because they have had that development time. Games like New World, maybe in five years, New World's going to just be the shiz, you know, because mm -hmm. it's going to have had that development time and it's going to be on a newer engine and it some of these older games are going to are going to be dated. Just imagine the level of like panic in a developer when they realize that their game, you know, that they've put in. I saw a thing about how expensive it is to develop an MMO. And it is like hundreds of millions of dollars oh, yeah. to develop an MMO. Yeah. It oh, is, yeah. I think, the single most expensive genre of video games to develop. And For sure. some of these things get to the end and they're like, oh my God, this just isn't that good. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine that? No. Like, how do you explain that? How do you explain that? Look at the development cycle of, of an MMO too. You're looking at anywhere from four to seven years probably. Yeah. Gotta be to, right to, from, to from concept to, to release. Like if yeah. you were concept to release on an MMO inside of four years, we would say that was fast. Yes. And like uh, the, the one person that I, 
that I think about here is um, a good friend of ours, um, the lead developer for Elder Scrolls Online, who is an amazing guy, uh, Rich Lambert. And I remember the excitement in in his eyes and, and you know, when he was talking to us about some of the, the newer stuff that was coming out. And this was back when, like, they released um, uh, the Necromancer. He was so, so excited about it. And, and I remember he said something that really stuck with me. You know, he said that... Um, it's hard to explain the excitement and the terror when you've been working on this project for 13 years. Like mm. that's how long he's been with that project. And that, right. when he said that now, it's even longer. It's probably 15 now. But that really like stuck with me. And, mm. I, th and I thought like this is his life, his livelihood, you know, the, the security of his family. Yeah. It all stems on the success of his game. Right. And it's, you know, in a way it's heartbreaking, but uh, when when something like that succeeds and of course, you know, games like Elder Scrolls Online and Guild Wars 2, they they have like they have succeeded. That's when you you get the joy and it, it makes me feel good to support those games. Yeah. And, you know, um, not to backtrack, but you guys were talking, you know, uh, cash on because you were suddenly talking about release dates of how many MMOs were being made. I'm sitting here scrolling through. Um, cruising through the wiki of MMORPG releases and it totally kicked off in 2004. A window, and I'm just scrolling, like it just keeps going from 2004 yeah, until 2000 through 2009. It was a huge boom of it. That was the heyday. It was a gold rush. It was an absolute gold rush. And then from there, of course, there's more things that released, but nothing like between 2004 and 2000 through 2009. It was just so many. You've got Aeon. You've got... Um, of course, I totally forgot about Aeon. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was the first I. time I've thought about that forever. Dude, you, I mean, you've got, well, of course, World of Warcraft. It, the list is Guild Wars, the very first Guild Wars. Um, it just keeps going and going yeah. and going. Age of Conan. Uh, you know, just all these things. And it's just... Oh, my God, I played that one, too. That was the first game I ever played that had decapitation on it. I was like, oh, Remember Warhammer Online? Gen. There it is, yeah. yeah. Warhammer Online, Warhammer 2008. Online. Played that one. It yeah. was 12-18-2000... Uh, uh, oh, what was that? That's when it closed. Goodness, that didn't last long. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I mean, you know, just... It's crazy to think, and I think you're right. I think it comes back to... Partially, um, people are hearing how good the game is, and there are very good MMOs out there. And I think it, what it is for a lot of people is if you're not cycling in between them, you're trying to find the one that's for you. So I think it's probably both of those things. People on cycle, because yes, you'll go from MMO to MMO. If it's not Guild Wars 2, some people won't. Some people will stay, and that's that's cool. If that's your this one game is your Jimmy Jam, that's awesome. And then you have players who are this, for right now I'm here, and then they go back to Warcraft, and then they check out something different, maybe like EVE Online or ESO, you know, there's a lot of great options out there. And then you've got, um, you know, just, yeah, the limited market right now. And I, I truly hope, I truly hope, because I'm very, I've always been this way, but I, and it's really, I've just, how I've always really passionately felt, like, I want this genre to keep moving forward. I want to oh, see yeah. what game brings, what did New World bring, if anything? They brought audio. I mean, yeah. they up the bar in the MMO genre with audio. So I'm hoping, you know, just using that as an example, the next person who makes an MMO thinks about that, incorporates that, because that shocked the MMO genre. When you can hear that stuff like that, it yeah. makes you, 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 it's like you Directional smell. audio, yes. yeah. Oh, it's, you know, with my class, we, we go through, um, with the organization I'm working through, we're working on developing the curriculum. And one of the things I'm pushing for is sound design, you know, just like they did in New World. So making a bow shot, what that looks like, how that audio is developed and lined up to make that that bow sound the way it should. And I love the fact that that's what New World brought. They brought those things, the real life things, and it made it tangible to you. It went from digital to oh, I'm there, you know. Right. Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. in this forest right now. And so I hope moving forward. You know, as we keep going up the stairs, you know, up up to the next level, that people that, that it just keeps growing, and hopefully, Guild Wars three, if if that's a thing, I hope that it takes not just the things that it's done well, but all the things that all the other games have been working through and and have done very very well, you know, over the last 
decade plus. I think that that's one of the things that, you know, when you get to this level in this cycle of a game like this, we're, we're talking about a 10-year-old MMO. And so whatever was groundbreaking back in the day, they're, they're not capable of providing something new and groundbreaking at this point, right? Like we all accept that. The, the graphics look a little bit older. It's not a next-gen MMO. What they're doing now is they're, they're leaning on refining that story. They're doing all of the things that they can do with a game that isn't breaking new ground technologically, but they're giving us a lot of the good stuff. The, it's, it's a very enjoyable experience because they understand where they are, right? right? And so they're able to say, okay, we can't rebuild the graphics on this thing in a patch. It's just, it's impossible. So right. let's give you all of the other stuff that we know we can give you. Good storyline, great voice acting. It's already built in. We just right. need to have the, the effort to be able to do that stuff. It's, uh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say one of the one of the things that that is right along that same vein is um, something that they talked about in in this update, um, the post highlights, um, and one of them is that their plan is to start sharing what their long term vision is for the game, and like this got me thinking about what it could possibly mean. Um, mm -hmm. Like, are they talking about are they talking about maybe an additional expansion? Um, where are they going to go? What is like, the long-term vision of a 10-year-old game? Yeah, and I mean, they, they've done a bunch so far, and I'm like, uh, sorry if this is a spoiler, but like, where do you go after the conclusion of the Elder Dragons? Right. Um, that That's a big deal. Now, my thought then, it, of course, it's just me. I start spinning off in my mind, and I'm like, are they, are they talking about the future of the franchise? Like the IP? Are they talking about GW3? Hmm. Because now you got my attention. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to seeing what this actually means. Right. I'm with you on this. And we're going to, uh, we're about to do a new history lesson. Um, and it is Elder Dragons again. Um, yeah. We're finishing out the Elder Dragons. But I think that in doing the history lessons for us, we've really come to understand just how much of this world and all of the geopolitical conflicts that exist happen because of the Elder Dragons. So if yeah. the Elder Dragons, if we're done with that sort of story, what else is there to Guild Wars 2, right? Uh, like the whole world it's... revolves around how do we get these Elder Dragons to stop wiping us from existence? The Return maybe of the, the Dwarves. Da, da, da. <laughs> the Return of the Dwarves. <laughs> the Dwemer. The Dwemer yes. come through a time portal. Yes. <laughs> no, maybe it's the uh, maybe it's maybe the whole next uh, expansion is going to be um, uh, you know organizing the hazardous materials cleanup from the uh, <laughs> elder dragons <laughs> the mess they friggin' made. Oh my goodness, the dragon brand! Yeah. Can we get a can we get a baggie? <laughs> <'Cause> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're some gonna, purple oh, shards good. this guy we're, left around. <laughs> we're gonna need some more recycling bins. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like it might be a hazard. <laughs> well, do you want to do it? Do you want to do the history lesson? I think it. I think it's time. I think uh, Bodie Wild Spirit has. Uh, he spent some time out in the out in the woods, and want to come back and give the kids a good lesson. So, see where he landed on this one. Welcome to the University of Ratasum, where we teach with responsibility, research with vision, and remind everyone else that they aren't as smart as assurance. Welcome, class, to the Department of History and Recollections. The following lecture is for Asurin ears only. Without further ado, your instructor for today's lesson. Good morning, students. Simmer down now. Simmer down. Professor Bodie Wildspirit here for today's lesson. The university would like me to thank all of you who've donated to Finkelburn's Skin Graft Fund. The jar will remain on the back table throughout the new year. I trust you all had an enjoyable Winter's Day break and probably got spoiled by your rich parents like the entitled brats you are, I'm sure your tables and bellies were filled with smoked moa, roasted vegetables, and glazed pumpkin pie that your late teen metabolism will burn off in a day. 
Oh, I can't wait to creep social media for status updates of all of you with bloated mom and dad bods when real life finally slaps you in the ass, sir. <laughs> Anywho, this week we are continuing the Elder Dragon curriculum. We'll be discussing the dragon rise of the deep sea dragon, Su Wan. Now let's begin page 332 in your digital text, please. Su Wan is also known as the Elder Dragon of Water and the second Elder Dragon to awaken during our modern era. Now here's a notably notable factual fact. Did you know that the Durman Priory debates whether or not Su Wan's name actually begins with an S? Of course you didn't. Wouldn't one think the brain trust at the Priory would concern itself with more relevant matters? Well, this one would certainly think it. Much of what is known about Su Wan is found within the Tome of the Five True Gods, written by the first humans to walk upon Tyria. Yet the tome is heavily damaged, specifically much of the section dedicated to the Elder Dragons. How convenient. Anywho, the existence of this wet dragon has been debated by scholars for centuries, prompting undersea expeditions funded by some of the richest inhabitants of Tyria. Probably some of your parents, too. The influence of this rumored dragon of the sea has yet to reach central Tyria, though speculation suggests the displacement of the crate from their ancestral homelands about 1275 AE may have been caused by the minions of Su Wan. Now this wasn't that long ago, and the stories have been corroborated by the Quaggan, who mention not just fleeing their own homes because of the crate, but because of the Elder Dragons as well. The fact the Elder Dragons have been waking up every 50 years or so further leads to speculation that the waterborne crate were fleeing due to the awakening of Su Wan from the depths of the sea. Some findings of Su Wan's early years suggest they existed in the void even before Tyria and that they were responsible for creating the world and the other Elder Dragons. Eventually, these other dragons would become curious and leave Su Wan's side to explore the world. The last awakening of Su Wan is assumed to have last occurred around 10,000 years ago, around the time of the disappearance of the Great Giants, which we'll talk about in a few weeks. Su Wan awakened long enough to consume the world's available magic before falling back into a deep slumber. That sounds kind of familiar, huh? Kind of how this job sucks the soul out of me. But I digress. Apprentice Timey, an Azurin engineer of the College of Synergetics and apprentice of the renowned Golemancer Zoja, has studied the Elder Dragons at length. Timey wrote in 1332 AE that sailors from both Cantha and Elonia tell tales of strange creatures emerging from the ocean that many believe are due to the resurgence of Su Wan. She also strongly believes that Su Wan holds dominion over Tyria's oceans. Now, aside from these main points, there really is little information about Su Wan, although they are mentioned in various racial texts in Tyrian history. As an example, ancient Yotun texts mentions a, quote, sextet of swallowers, unquote, who were said to have consumed the world. Uh, I wouldn't suggest putting that term into your datapad's search bar. Anyway, uh, some type of unexplained cyclical cataclysmic event involving the Elder Dragons occurred, but the ancient texts were so badly aged and damaged, nobody actually knows what they said for certain. Now don't get your tater tots in a tussle. I know this lesson is full of speculation and maybes, but it's hardly my fault. I'm sure many of you will intern in your chosen disciplines and be part of uncovering some humdingers that will be added to the archives of the university. Or perhaps you'll end up working the deep fryers at the local Moa Burger, adding even more zits to your prepubescent faces until mommy and daddy's inheritance kicks in. Seems Father Time doesn't want you to learn any more today. Please see the syllabus for this unit's written thesis on oceanic expeditions to locate and research Su Wan. <laughs> to go along with our dragon unit, there will be extra credit for any student who takes a selfie with a live wyvern. <laughs> there are plenty of them in the canopies of Maguma. Take your gliders! 
And your running shoes. <laughs> uh, Bodie Wild Spirit. <laughs> that was good. That was good. I like the uh, burn yeah. fun. <laughs> Bodie yeah. Wild Spirit oh. might hate students' parents more than any other professor. <laughs> I, I, I believe he does. Um, <laughs> students' parents uh, were starting to write in. Um, of course, the entitled <laughs> little brats at the uh, at the university were um, starting to complain a little bit. A few of them were starting to record his lectures, which was not uh-huh. very happy about that. Um, because he comes from he comes from the heart, right? He Bodie Wildspear comes from the heart, but he's coming to the point in his career now where he's just grumpy as f. <laughs> he's turning into Yen <laughs> Wazel. Yes, I love <laughs> that last line too. <laughs> right, like kind of how this job sucks the soul out of me. <laughs> <laughs> That was a fun one. Oh, well, gentlemen, this was fun. And uh, everyone who's listening, we hope you enjoyed this show. This was the Legends of Tyria podcast for Guild Wars 2. And uh, if you're enjoying the show, tell a friend. You know, and, of course, tell us how we're doing. Uh, for every five-star uh, written review on that Apple Podcasts, and then, of course, Spotify once they add it on there. Uh, there it is. <laughs> that's, uh, that's you right for us. Uh, we'll give you some love with a shout-out on the show, but reading a review. Of course, you can always call us 717-312-4676. See the cat claws on your chest. Uh, you can also email us legendsofteria at gmail.com. And if you're looking for any and all of our other stuff, you can find it all at spacewizardstavern.com. Uh, that includes Legends of Tyria, the podcast you are literally listening to right now. Wild Space, our Star Wars RPG in Cantina shows. Haven't had a Cantina in a long time. It's pretty much just been the RPG, but it's a great story. You're going to love our ineptitude at role-playing <laughs> and the university of coruscant which is actually surprisingly getting close to being finished i'm shocked at how close we actually are so actually that's where you can find <laughs> ac- actually uh that's where you can find all of our stuff cash you can find us on twitter uh jibs is at jibs irl i have actually changed my twitter name i am now at cash quests common spelling you can find Sunny at U of Coruscant, and most importantly, follow the show at Legends of Tyria on both Twitter and Instagram, and follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Legends of Tyria. Friends, thank you so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful week in gaming. Excelsior. Happy New Year and safe travels.